Now, I believe tonight it'd be good for us to consider Acts chapter 16 and this idea, come over and help us. Okay, so I hope that gives you just a little bit of an idea of our trip to Brazil. We sure enjoyed it. Thanks so much for praying for us and just was uh, a blessing to see what God was doing. So let's turn now to Acts chapter 16 and we'll get right into the Word of God here tonight. So Acts chapter 16, the title of the message tonight, it just is actually where we are in our series. The title, Sermon 31 out of the book of Acts, Come Over and Help Us. Come Over and Help Us. I'm going to preach this sermon tonight just like every one of you, every one of us is called to go to Brazil. Not all of us are. Not of us, all of us are. All of us ought to be willing if God were to call us. And certainly there's a need there. Many of those cities, uh, in fact, we pointed out about five there that uh, you can see on the map, but there are numerous cities and towns that still yet have no gospel witness, uh, Bible preaching church. And so it just really gave me a burden and a vision for what needs to be done there. Let's look at Acts chapter 16 uh, tonight and beginning in verse number 5. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia, after they were come to Messiah, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Messiah came down to Troas, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. May God bless the reading of his word. As you're seated, we'll get into the message here tonight. Well, there is an obvious need for the gospel everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. Someone has said you cannot take the gospel to the wrong address. And that's exactly right. There's a need for the gospel everywhere you go. But as an individual, you cannot go everywhere. You just can't go everywhere. So how do you determine where to go? How do these missionaries determine where to go? How did Tom and Cindy Brewer determine where to go and others. How do you discern God's leadership in your life? So I want to consider here tonight this, I would call it a unique passage as Paul and Silas and Timothy are on on their journey as a missionary team and they're trying to determine where they're going to go next with the gospel. And the Holy Ghost said no here and the Holy Ghost said no there, but the Holy Ghost said here, this direction. So let's consider this here tonight, and I want you to seriously consider your life and how God would want to use your life. There are many places uh, tonight that if we would give occasion to it, could easily say to you, and many missionaries have said to this church, and will no doubt continue to say to you and to me, (coughs) pardon me, come over and help us. Come over and help us. There's a great need. Well, this uh, church planning team certainly could have spent the rest of their lives in the area where they had already been, where they had already visited. There was plenty of work to do in Antioch, 500,000 people, one of the largest cities in the Roman Empire at the time. They certainly could have did labor there. 
And then as they went in their first missionary journey to Lystra and Iconium and Derby and all those places, no doubt there was additional work that could be done and accomplished in those regions as well. And yet they were focused on continuing and going further, extending the coverage of the gospel. You know, there's plenty of work for us to do right here in Oklahoma City. Plenty of work to do. Plenty of work that needs to be done. <coughs> Pardon me. In fact, if we, um, if we had every, every student, maybe let's just say every student that came through Heartland Baptist Bible College that was called of God to preach the gospel and called of God to either plant churches or pastor churches, if every one of them were to say, you know, I believe I'm just supposed to stay right here in Oklahoma City, then I believe there'd be enough room right here for us to do. A million people in this metro area, six, nearly 600,000 people in just Oklahoma City proper. There's plenty of work to be done here. Some have calculated that, uh, that for the gospel to really move and travel, that there needs to be a, an intentionally evangelistic Bible preaching church, one church for at least every thousand people. Now, I don't know how you do those numbers or if that's exactly what is needed. I know that when we go to do a certain task, you know, whether around the house or here at church, we'll think, okay, now we're going to do this, this large of an area as far as laying tile. And you'll calculate what the square footage is and you'll determine how many tile you need in order to do that project. Well, listen, God has given us a task to do called world evangelism. And we need to calculate and think about how many churches it's going to take to get it done. And I think there's a few more needed to say the least. So somebody came up with this number, and I'm not sure exactly all that they put into it to say, yes, a, one church for at least every thousand people, but just think about that. If there's a town of 4,000 people, there needs to be four Bible preaching churches. If at least that many, a town of 40,000, uh, then there needs to be 40 churches. A town of 600,000, like Oklahoma City, 600 churches. Are there 600 Bible preaching churches right here in Oklahoma City? No. There's not. You say, well, I don't know that there needs to be that many. I'm not saying necessarily that there, are, that there is a need for that many. I, I don't know. The Holy Ghost, there's the bottom line. He's the one that determines that. But, but if we're just thinking in terms of what is it going to take? If we love Jesus and we love the scriptures and we love the gospel and we believe and we believe with all of our hearts because the Bible says it's so that the gospel must go to every person if that person is going to be saved, then we really need to think about what is it going to take for that person to hear about Christ? What is it going to take? Well, when you consider even our city, 17% of Oklahoma City proper is Hispanic and many of them uh, predominantly Spanish speaking. And so 17%, that's 100,000 people that live right here in this Oklahoma City area. I've heard upwards of 250,000 people that are Spanish-speaking. And so, but let's say 100,000 people, then there needs to be 100 Bible-preaching, evangelistic uh, churches right here in this metro area to reach that kind of a number. So we've got 99 more to go. Hello? I'm just trying to tell you. I'm just trying to say that for the work of the gospel, for, their, for everybody to hear, there's a, I'm just saying there's a lot of work that needs to be done right here. Right here. And Paul could have made that argument. And, and so could Timothy. He could have said, you know, we could just stay right here and work. And yet, here's what, here's what they were doing. They were trying to follow the Holy Spirit of God's leadership in their life. Now, what they left behind were churches. 
In fact, you saw in verse number 5, it says, And so were the churches established in the faith. And that's in reference to the churches. In Lystra, and Iconium, and Antioch of Pisidia, and in Derby and such, these churches. And so there were churches left behind. And in chapter 14, we saw that they ordained elders in every church. And so there was a pastor in every church. And so the work of the gospel was continuing in those regions, even though the missionaries were going to another region to extend the extent of the gospel. The work was continuing on through the work of the local church, which, by the way, that's the only way it can be carried on is through the work of the church that Jesus started and taking the gospel full full circle. And, And so they were moving rather rapidly in their church planning effort. Now, church, I believe that we need to be praying more diligently. I believe that we need to be... Uh, more deeply committed as true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ because what I'm seeing here is I'm just trying to do a study of the book of Acts. I'm telling you, the gospel was moving fast and churches were being planted quickly. You say, well, why is that happening today? I think in, in large ways it is. I'm thankful to God for the number of churches that have been started from this church. But would we not be amiss, would we not be off if we did not acknowledge that more churches need to be started out of this church. More churches need to be started out of this church. I'm convinced that in Oklahoma there are churches that need to be started out of this church. And in the United States there are churches that need to be started out of this church. And, and, and in the world, of course, more churches that are needed to be started. But there needs to be more gospel preached right here and out of this church. Having a vision... For that and a desire for that and and I I just I don't know I just I, well I do know I look in the Word of God here and I see that man this was going pretty quick you know it's going extremely fast have you ever been behind a slow driver and you think come on now I know that most of our problems is not driving slow but rather driving too fast right that's most most American problems more, more than likely but there are some who struggle on the other side of the equation. And you're thinking, my soul, this is a 50-mile-an-hour zone. This is a 60-mile-an-hour zone, whatever it is. And you're doing 25. I know your car will go faster than that. Move. Have you ever been riding in a car with someone who's driving like that? And you want to say, come on, come on, come on. Have you ever been? Have you ever been that slow driver? Well, I'll confess that sometimes I'll maybe get distracted by other things or I'll be on the phone or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, you kind of, or you just kind of zone. And next thing you know, you look up and it's a 60 and you're doing like 30. It could be going faster, but you're just kind of distracted by other things or you got, you know, your mind on other things or, or you're just enjoying the scenery. You know, a Southwest Baptist church, we could putter along till Jesus comes. Now, I don't think that's our speed. But I, I'm saying this. We could just kind of enjoy the ride. We could just kind of enjoy the scenery. But I believe if we do that, church, we're driving 30 in a 60-mile-an-hour zone. All it takes is one mission trip. For you to get out there and to see, and not even a mission trip, just drive around our city. 
All it takes, though, is getting out among the people and seeing these folks are lost. And if the gospel is not preached, and if it doesn't get there in a hurry, and if somebody doesn't come over and help us, then most of the harvest is going to be lost. And I, I'm, I'm concerned that, that as a church planting movement, we're not moving as fast as what we should be. And it's no fault of the gospel. It is no fault of the Holy Spirit of God. Then listen, what we need to do is wake up and drive. And plant churches and that aggressively. And listen, I know I'm preaching tonight to a church that cares about it. And that's the reason I'm preaching tonight to a church that cares about it. Because it's encouraging. And and I'm so glad to be a member of this church and, and to be concerned about these things. But listen, we need to lift up our eyes unto the harvest field. And see that there are harvest fields in this world that are white and ready to harvest. But there's got to be harvesters that will come over and help because a lot of the fruit is dying on the vine. I'm not here to call anybody. I can and neither can anybody here. And we have a missions committee, but that's not their role. Listen, it all boils down to this. It is the work of the Holy Spirit of God to call forth laborers into his harvest. But when he calls, those laborers have got to be willing to go. And I believe that tonight we need to lift, li- listen with our ears to the, to the cry of a, of a Tom Brewer who says, you know, we could use a lot more church planters over here. And, and this city needs a gospel witness. And this one, and this one, and this one, and this one. I'm telling you, just wait heavy on my heart that, that God might do something even from our own church to give them more help. Come over and help us is the plea there. Come over and help us. Hey, listen, they had both types of growth going on. In verse number 5, it was internal and expansion growth. Look at it again. They were growing internally, so the churches were established in the faith. You know what that means? That means that the people were getting it. The people there in Lystra and Derby and Iconium and all those places, listen, they were, they were spiritually growing. There's that growth. That's good. That's good. You've got to have that. And then they were growing numerically. Look at verse 5, the last part. And they increased in number daily. And so they were, they were expanding. The church was growing. It's a healthy church. A healthy church is a growing church. And that's where most church growth focus is in America. It's on, can we build a bigger building? Are you with me? And it's all focused right there. And that is important. But the other side is extension. Is this making sense? It's extension. It's like two wings to a plane, as a gentleman named Payne, his last name Payne, put it. It's it's the wings to. It's two wings to a plane. Every plane needs two wings. I'm so thankful as we sat down on the plane. I looked out and I saw a wing on this side and a wing on that side. What would you do if you just saw a wing on that side? I'm taking the boat. I'm doing something else. It's got to have both wings. Listen. Southwest Baptist Church needs to grow internally and needs to expand and grow larger and win more people right here in this area. That's one wing, but also we've got to be concerned about Shawnee and and about other regions and Norman and other places right here in our state and up in Seattle and other places in the United States of America, but all the way down in Brazil and over in North India. Hey, listen, it's got to be both for the church to fly. And that's exactly what's going on in the book of Acts. I'm so glad to get to be a part of this. 
this is exciting. This is invigorating. This is, this is what Christian life is supposed to be about in the first place. But how do you determine where to go? Here they were going to extend the gospel further. I don't know how it came about, but Paul and Timothy and Silas, maybe they looked at it and they thought about it and they said, you know, there's a lot of folks down in Asia. Asia at that time would have been like Ephesus and those places. There's some speculation about what all that meant, but most likely it was a, it was a southwest move. It would have been, but the Holy Ghost forbid it. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Say what? Did you read that in your Bible? The Holy Ghost said, no. But you might say, but wait a minute, they need the gospel down there. True, and they got it. Just not on that trip. Not right then. Not from Paul, at least. But the Holy Ghost said, not there. So then Paul and Barnabas thought about, how about Bithynia, up to the northeast? Bithynia would be the town where, uh, where the ancient town of Constantinople was, Istanbul, Turkey, and that area. So towards the north and east and headed east. North and east, but the Holy Ghost said, no. No, no. They came from the south, southeast. The Holy Ghost said no to the southwest. He said no to the northeast. There's only one more direction. Northwest. And they went in that northwest direction. They came to Troas. And as they're in Troas, Paul had a vision. We don't know all exactly how it came about, but simply... Put, he had a vision, a revelation from God using a man of Macedonia to call a man over into Macedonia. He heard that they needed help, and some say maybe this was Luke. I don't know who it was, but just by vision, the Holy Ghost used this in Paul's life. And this man of Macedonia said this, Come over and help us. Give us what we don't have. Supply what we need. Would you look at your Bibles again and... And uh, there in verse number 9, he says, Come over and help us. Come over into Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately, look what Paul did, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. And so now the gospel is going to go into Europe. It's going to go west into that part of Greece. And, and so there, just north of the Aegean Sea, we'll learn more about Macedonia and Philippi and the coming message. But, but now the gospel is going to go northwest. And, and so then look at the next two words there in verse number 10. Assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Assuredly gathering. When I looked that word up, it meant this. It means unity and bringing things together it means putting different aspects together of related information. So they gathered, they gathered what they understood from this vision. They put it all together, and they saw the way the Holy Spirit of God was leading them. They, were, they could not go southwest. They could not go northeast. They could not go back to the southeast. They headed in the direction they believed to be the will of God, and God confirmed that by the leadership of the Holy Spirit of God. And so this missionary team learned and knew where to take the gospel next by following the Holy Spirit of God and understanding what he told them to do. That's how they did that. So how are you supposed to know? Same way. I believe the Holy Spirit of God is still active today. And we're to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he might, send, he might send forth laborers into his harvest. 
and that he might send individuals. And, and thus the superintendent of church growth and the superintendent of the church is not the pastor, but it's the Holy Spirit of God that calls people. The Holy Spirit of God used some different events in your life and you can calculate and say, you know, I believe this is what God wants me to do. Are you here tonight because you believe this is where you're supposed to be? I trust that you are and I'm glad for you being here. Yep. And, and I'm, I'm thankful because uh, we have the opportunity as individuals living right here in Oklahoma City to love Jesus with all of our heart, to pray fervently for the spread of the gospel, to give generously and sacrificially that others might be able to go. And to, but at the same time, church, listen, it's not just missionaries, of course, going there that need to spread the gospel, but we need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit of God here as to where he wants to take the gospel right here in your neighborhood. The Holy Spirit can lead you and guide you as to where to go. But some are trying to discern God's will in your life where you're supposed to serve. Prayed with Brother Bobby Harold this morning as he's a senior and getting ready to graduate. And I said, hey, you got a big year and a lot of decisions coming up. You know what every senior that's graduating from Bible college needs to do? Pray. And see the way that God is leading. But God doesn't just call Bible college students. God calls a Tom and Cindy Brewer who are working right here in the metro and making ends meet and raising a family. And the Holy Ghost said to them in a, in a missions conference as a man from Brazil came to a mission conference here at this very church and basically made this plea, come over and help us. And Tom and Cindy Brewer began to add things up and see the hand of God leading here and leading there and showing them what to do here and what to do there. And what they did is they just simply followed the Holy Spirit of God and God led them to Brazil 32 years ago. And God has started three churches through their ministry and raised up people and people are loving Jesus that never would have loved Jesus had they not said yes to the Spirit's call. And the need has not decreased, it's only increased. So if the Holy Spirit of the book of Acts is still, is still the Holy Spirit that's at work today, and He is, He must still be calling. He must still be guiding. And that means we ought to be Spirit-filled, Spirit-led church and Spirit-filled, Spirit-led individuals to follow His call and His leadership and to go wherever He goes. I'm sorry I'm losing my voice here tonight. I hope you'll keep listening to me. I, I'm used to preaching just half of a message and Brother Tom preaching the other half, you know, so I've got to get back in the swing of it. But I hope you're getting this here tonight. The Holy Spirit of God can use circumstances and guide you in the way where people can be used of God and you can see, you know, they need help there. Don't rule out that God might use you. Don't rule out that God may call you, sir. Don't rule that out. God can use folks that are in their retirement, go down and weld some beams together. Yep. God can use some single people who don't have a whole lot of expenses. You think you do, but you don't. God can use you. You're free to travel. You're free to help. It may be that you ought to do like a John Steele. I saw John Steele's back from, from Russia. Help to put a roof on the house for the reasoners. That's great. God can use people and all, all different types of people. I'm telling you, it's exciting what God is doing. Are you a part of it? 
Holy Spirit of God may be leading you and guiding you. I pray that you'd be ever so sensitive to say, if the Holy Spirit of God says, no, I don't want you to do that, then don't do it. You may have said to do something or attempted to do something, the Holy Ghost said, no, not that, this. And I, maybe, maybe it's this, you, you, know what, you know what you want to do and what work you want to do, but the Holy Ghost may say, no, that's a good work, but it's not what I want for you. And, and you may have in your mind who you want to marry, but the Holy Ghost may say, no, not her, not him. I'll work with him and I've got plans for him, but he's not for you. And it'd be foolish for you to go ahead if the Holy Ghost has forbidden you. It'd be foolish for you to go ahead with that. But if you'll just listen to the Holy Spirit of God, I believe he can lead you to who you're supposed to marry. Yep. Is that a practical application out of this text? Sure, it'll work. Absolutely. It's a step of faith. I just got to thinking about how God worked in my life. He called me to preach. I knew he called me to preach. Started to do whatever God wanted me to do. Started working a bus route. Came across a family called the Andrade family from uh, Guadalajara, Mexico. Had a real heart to learn Spanish. Began learning Spanish as best I could. It helped a little bit with Portuguese, but not much. Had a heart for missions, and God used that, and then took a geography class to say, God, wherever you want me to go, that's where I want to go. And God seemed to say India, so I essayed to go into India. Went and declared a major at Baptist Bible College as a missions major. At the end of four years, I married a missions major named Angie Decker, now Gaddis. Missions majors ought to marry missions majors. And so we were on our way of saying to go to India. Went and worked under Brother uh, Jeff Copes as a missions intern, working at the, in the grad school and trying to get ready for India, ready for India, ready for India. I'm telling you, I was getting ready to go to India. And just as we were getting ready to do that, he said to me in a, over a dinner, had us over, just thought we were going to enjoy some nice fellowship, but Brother Copes usually has something on his mind. <laughs> he said, hey, I, I believe God wants us to go down to Oklahoma City and to work there at Heartland Baptist Bible College. Would you consider praying? Well, at that time, I'd been reading 600 pages on pastoring in a class in grad school. And at that time, I was reading a book called Passing the Baton, talking about transitioning in ministry and, and so that the church is not without a pastor, that there would be a transition there. So I just knew the Holy Ghost was saying no to India and yes to Republic, Missouri. Set ourselves to work there and thought we'd be there for the next 30 years enjoying cashew chicken in the Springfield area and Silver Dollar City. I just thought that's where we're going to be, love and life in the Ozarks. I saved to stay there, built a house, lived in it a, a year, thought we were going to be there 29 more. And the Holy Ghost said, no. Brother Sam Davison took us out to eat at Lambert's, and I thought, well, this is weird. <laughs> and I thought, I don't, why is he getting with me? And he began to explain to me what God has put on his heart about a transition here. And I said, huh? <laughs> well, the whole, I was a saying to do this, and I believe God was using all that. Listen, here's what I'm saying. I assuredly gathered that this is where I was supposed to be. So I can stand before you tonight and say with all my heart, even after a mission trip to India and to, and to Brazil, to say to you with all my heart, I know I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And you need to be able to do the same thing. Are you here because you know this is exactly where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do? Well, you know, as you put all this together, Bert Harrison had a heart for missions. The very first pastor of Southwest Baptist Church was J. Oscar Wells, and he was a missionary to China. 
And Bert Harrison, for 29 years, pastored this church and had a theme. He had put the world in our heart, and he made about eight to nine trips to India. I'm telling you, God just puts things together, my friend. All we got to do is just follow him. In fact, you don't have to win the whole world to Christ. All you have to do is just obey him today and tomorrow and the next day. And obey him when he says, I want you to give a track to that person, invite that person to friend day. You sign them up and you'll never know what God might do. Micah Reasoner gave a testimony this morning in the Family Foundations class and said he signed up a young lady named Sarah that was one of the tellers at the bank where he worked. And now she's his wife. Friend day works. See? Now they're going to Russia. Isn't that amazing? Well, that's because the Holy Ghost said, I want you to talk to her. I want you to talk to him. I want you to do this and that. And when you obey the Holy Spirit of God, God can move. So maybe why, maybe the reason why churches are not being multiplied as fast as what they ought to be is people are saying, no, the Holy Spirit. You were listening to me? Maybe we're not as obedient to the Spirit and sensitive to the Spirit as what we ought to be. And we hinder the work of God. It's convicting stuff, isn't it? There's a big work to be done, church. God's called this church to do it. Along with other churches, yes. But I believe we were made to drive faster than this. Go faster, go further, go more places with the gospel. Okay, what should we do? Well, start where you are. Start where you are. Let's get just practical here. Start where you are. There's somebody that the Holy Spirit will say to you tomorrow, I want you to go and talk to that person. Be obedient to do it. You never know what God might do. You might get married because of it. If you're Micah Reasoner. God's work is great. I believe he's working. I want to join him. I know you're signed up, but let's just keep at it. And those that maybe are just kind of on the fringe and not truly involved, hey, get involved. Get involved. Share the gospel and watch God work. Father, we thank you tonight. Help us tonight. Somewhere there's a young child that needs to ride the bus. They're waiting for somebody to come over and help them. Somewhere there's a young child in Brazil waiting for somebody to come down and start a trailer route down there. They might come and hear of Jesus. There are deaf people that have no one to sign to them the love of Christ. I pray, dear God, that you'd help us to have a vision for the world. Stir up our hearts, O oh God. Help us, dear God. I pray to be sensitive to the leadership and working of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we want to see growth right here in our own church. But Lord, we, we want to be a part of a church planning work. Pray that you might start a church out of this church in the Oklahoma area. Show us, guide us, God, where to go. Lord, we know we need your leadership. We don't want to do anything without your leadership. I pray, God, that you'd speak to hearts. Help some tonight. Maybe that you're calling. Would you send them forth, Lord God? Only you can do that. 
pray that you'd speak to hearts as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together tonight.